Hi everyone, HobbsQ here just with a quick note before we get started today. Um, so you're going to notice that in this episode that the sound quality is down a little bit. We actually had some, it sounds like some recording issues on our end where there is a uh, periods where our voices really tend to go between either uh, too high or too low. They almost sound slowed for periods of time. I don't think that it takes away from the overall message or the contents that is there, but I just wanted to give people kind of a heads up. Uh, this will also begin to be, this will also be a two-part episode. Uh, a, a lot of ours with Chase are, usually because we spend the first episode kind of establishing the story and what the topic is going to be. The second episode is really where we kick in and kind of talk then about our, uh, whatever the um, kind of take-home message or real world is. In the middle of doing this episode, Alex and I were actually in the middle of a severe thunderstorm uh, watch, and then we then got a tornado warning, some combination. We got a tornado warning. We had to break up the recording in order for me to go down to the basement, and I don't know if Alex had to or not either, but either way, the second half has not fully been recorded yet, so we're going to be working on getting that done so that we can hopefully have this to you next week to follow up this episode. So without any more qualifications or anything, I just want to say thank you for being here, and we'll get started shortly. Hello, Podwalkers, and welcome to another episode of the Goblin Lore Podcast. Today we want to bring you another mental health topic. Um, I think this is our first since May when we observed Mental Health Awareness Month and did a mental health topic with each episode for that month. Yeah, um, I think it definitely is our first really dedicated episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a topic we, we talk about a lot, so I'm sure it, it's come up, but like the focused topic, yeah. Anyway, so the topic for today is is depression. And uh, we want to use corn as the story topic for that. And I'll, I'll get to kind of where, why in a little bit. But first, we, we have Chase back. To, yeah. To kind of like, excited. So it's normally, Chase. It's me. Hello. I've returned. You cannot get rid of me. I, I don't know why we want to. It's, it's wonderful. <laughs> Everyone can have it's been back, a while. I thought we were getting bored. So normally we'd have an intro question, but honestly, <laughs> I couldn't think of one and mm -hmm. I just trying so but it's been a while since we've talked to Chase. So why don't we just you know, as part of our introductions, just kind of catch up on what's going on. What is in Chase's world right now? Yeah. Last we talked to you was I think right when we did the like coping with social anxiety and you were deep into Animal Crossing. Yes, I was deep into Animal Crossing. Um, I've since taken a step back from Animal Crossing. It's like one of those games where you you're in in it in it and then you're out of it. Um, but I need to get back in it. But um, well, I just finished. Well, I mean, I finished grad school in in May, but I just got my diploma in the mail. So this is my like official. Yay! They didn't That's mistake awesome. mess me up yeah. and and like I I was scared that like even though I graduated I had like a three point nine five. Actually, no, it's 3.98 GPA that, like, what if I didn't graduate? Um, but I got my diploma in the mail, so technically uh, they can't take it back. So I graduated. <laughs> now it's officially no backseats. Now it's you officially did, no backseats. You back didn't have, like, outstanding library fines or anything like that? No, I have the world's prettiest piece of paper to match my nice. other pretty piece of paper that I get to hang on a wall and look cool. <laughs> So but when are you gonna, when are you when are you uh, hanging that? Um, whenever I get a job, which is so difficult. <laughs> yeah, so hard right now finding a job in my field in the middle of a global pandemic while people also simultaneously want to not wear masks. But you know, that <laughs> that's really exciting. So what? So then, I guess you know, if you're 
like you said, you haven't, it's not the best time to be looking for social work jobs. What have you been doing? Mm-hmm. Um, mostly I've been digging deep into content creation, which has been really cool and fun, but it's also been anxiety inducing at the same time. Um, I've been playing a lot more of other video games on my Switch. I just got SpongeBob Battle for Bikini Bottom, which was a childhood game of mine. It got remastered. So I've been playing through that. Um, uh, the new Twilight book just came out, uh, called Midnight Sun, and it's in the point of view of (laughs) Edward, and I've like i've regressed into my middle school stage and i'm reading that um which is interesting um and i've gotten back into my big love of star wars um i finished the most recent season of clone wars and i'm also currently reading a book about padme because i love padme um so and also been working out and that's what i've been doing So you've been working out, are you doing the, like, the daily workout plans, or? Um, so, uh, a friend of mine for my birthday, uh, he has a friend who's a personal trainer, and he hired her to kind of help me get, like, a plan, and, uh, like, a, like, a food plan, too, like, a workout plan and a food plan, um, going. So I've been following that, and I've kept up with her a little bit, but now it's time for me to pay. And so yep. now I'm trying to figure out how to keep her because I am actually doing things and enjoying it. So, um, will she take fingers crossed that sticks? <laughs> like, have you asked? Have you broached that yet? Like, you'll help I, her build an EDH deck? Didn't like, she trade off? I've told her about magic, but she thinks it's a, a video game, like an actual video game, video game. And I'm like, oh, no, I can't pay you cards. I wish I could. But you also have to support people by actually paying them real money. So I'm going to try and, and support her by paying some real money. Fingers crossed. Fingers which crossed. Is awesome. And I um, like it. And you mentioned a lot of the, like, leaning into the content creation. And I would say that, yeah, I kind of, you're, you're streaming, you're writing, and you're mm-hmm. writing. We were just talking about this before the show. You got featured on the Mothership, even. And I just... Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about that, like just that series or what you've been doing? Because it's 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 fantastic. I think it's such a just like smart idea. Yeah. Um, so that was my second time on the mothership, which is absolutely exciting and fantastic because I never thought I'd ever get there. Um, so I write for TCG Player, which is super exciting and like a wow thing to say for me. Um, but I do a stream on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, and it's called Always Be Brewing. And I typically either pick a commander or i have chat help me pick a commander and then within the time frame of an entire stream we build a complete fully functioning edh deck um and i then write an article about that for tcg player and that comes out on sundays um and usually it's about the deck but the the most recent one is about collaborative deck building which is something i wanted to talk about for a while um which is essentially what my stream is on tuesdays it's uh, working together with individuals to kind of make a complete and cohesive piece um, and, you know, the the benefits and the struggles with that and how collaborative deck building can help build you up as a, as a, as a deck builder, but also help build community uh, on a large scale and small scale. Which sounded like way cooler. <laughs> what do you mean? What? That sounded like super professional for a second. I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> it was super. I mean, that's I. There's a. I think there's a reason you got featured for it. it it's. I love that article. It, it is yeah. probably my favorite one I've ever written so far. Uh, in second place would be Caravac. Definitely okay. like my Caravac build. But <laughs> what was your Caravac build? 
Caravec was so cool. Um, I did the newest Caravec, the Caravec the Spiteful, that gives other creatures minus one uh, from M21. Um, and I, I chose that specifically because he was, um, you know, less than stellar compared to his original printing in, in Rakdos. Um, and I thought that, you know, this would be a challenge to build and not many people would build him. So I built um, not, not minus one, minus one counters, but I built like Caravec, like aristocrats. Uh, functioning mainly off of making tokens in mono black and subsequently killing our tokens and, and dealing damage and gaining life. Um, and we had the Cormus Bell um, and Urborg combo in there <laughs> um, paired so, with like. Uh, do you want to tell people this in case they don't know what that is? Because Cormus Bell yeah. is is a very old card. Old card. Yes, it, it is. is. Awesome. <laughs> it is uh, probably one of the coolest things I've ever written about. Is um. Cormusbell is an artifact that makes all lands uh a uh, one like one one creature. One one swamps. One one swamps, thank you. Yeah. And then Urborg makes everything swamps. Well, sorry. It makes all swamps one one. One creatures. one. There we go. Yeah. So yeah. it's what happens is the combo worked out is that you have um you have Karabek out, then you have to have Urborg out, which makes every single land a swamp, and then you play Cormusbell, which makes everything a one-one, and it all subsequently dies to Karabek, so it's mass land destruction with Karabek. But with um with our little aristocrats that we have in the deck, like um you're essentially gonna be oh, seeing awesome. everybody for a bunch of damage and you gain a yeah. bunch of life. Yep. And then I popped in a crucible of worlds in there just so you can kinda get your lands <laughs> back if you needed <laughs> in case you because you, you don't want to suffer. Um, but that was really cool because um, a lot of people were like, "You should do mono." Like I was like, "Mono black troll," and then I was like, "Okay, let's do like aristocrats and last land, mass land destruction," and that's what I did, and it was great, and I love that brew so much. That is that is really fun. I, yeah, the Corvus spells and like the Urborg Corvus spell. I actually first saw that in Commander in non-black decks, just to get around the fact or just like make fun of the fact that you could play yeah. Urborg in any deck. Mm -hmm. Have a mana symbol in it. Yeah, because it has no mana symbol in it. It just turns things into swamps. Um, yep. So I saw it played in like mono white or something like that. It was like mm -hmm. all non white creatures get minus one, minus one. Uh, what is that? Uh, is that Krovax? Krovax, the, yeah. the, the alternate future or the alternate yes. path. Um, yeah. Krovax. So it was in a deck like that. A mono white. Okay. Yeah, so cool. Well, that's not, you have had a lot going on. You've been staying busy. Yes, very busy. And I'm also sure. um, playing in, in the Command Fest 2 uh, in a week? Yes. A week a from week. the recording date. A yes. week from the recording date. Yes. I'm sorry so, if I like, I like yeah. spoiled the recording date. Cut yeah. this. Cut this. If you don't want the recording date in. No, just chop it. Just we're gonna it. know how we function now. Just, yeah. just chop it. <laughs> we can talk about time travel. The time travel of content creation. That was that was Cut. one of the conversations we had with Kevin, which was really fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then um, yeah, and that that is that is my birthday weekend, the Command Fest. Oh my god, there's a lot of birthdays in August because yes. I know that it was Carson's birthday. I think today. Yeah. And then Pixie, Pixie Kitten, her birthday was, I think, a week ago. My birthday is on the 17th, and your birthday is the weekend of Command Fest. <laughs> As is uh, at Sheepy Cutie. Oh, Megan. Oh, my God. There's somebody on August uh, birthday. Wait, let me see. Wait, no. Did I get her? 
I take it back. It's Sam's. It's oh, Sam's. Sam's. Yes. God, there's so many August birthdays. It's crazy. And it is Aaron Campbell's birthday. Oh my God. Ooh. Yeah. Like there, there is a lot of August birthdays in the magic community, actually. There is. Or like, it, I know we're I'm all Leos. Some. It makes sense. It makes sense. We're all very headstrong. <laughs> Sorry, Alex. Yeah. It's a Leo thing. <laughs> you wouldn't understand. I've already got on. I'm going to be 24. <laughs> I'm going to be 41. Listen, I I can don't judge me, but I do feel my own mortality right now because I'm thinking, oh my god, I'm almost thirty. <laughs> almost thirty. Like, you're not even your mid twenties yet. No, I not. <laughs> I'm like I'm six years away from being thirty. <laughs> Freaking me out. Cool. Well, that's that catches us up. <laughs> yeah. Up. So, uh, where where can people find all your stuff? I know you mentioned one or two things, but like. Where are you yeah. at on the internet? Um, so you can find me on Twitter at Manicurves. I also am on MySpace, LinkedIn, Squarespace. Um, Twitch as Manicurves. I also upload regularly uh, to YouTube at Manicurves, and that's just my archive where I archive all my video streams in case you missed it. Um, I do uh, deck building streams Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and Paper Magic, Paper Commander. Wednesdays and Sundays at 7 p.m. Eastern, and I also write an article for TCG Player that comes out on Sundays. That's it? That's my spiel. Like, another sponsor or anything that we gotta make sure that we're hitting? Or... I'm sponsored by Ultra Pro and TCG Player, and that's it. Thank you. I, yeah. I don't, I, I still feel like it's not enough. <laughs> that I'm, doing, I'm like, God, I know people who stream, like, four times a week or every day, and I do it three times a week. And I still feel like I'm not doing enough, but, you know. And you have another job. And I have another job, but you know, I still feel like uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, hey. hey Alex, we should at least introduce ourselves. Yeah, probably. You want to go first? Sure. So um I am Hobbsq. I can be found on Twitter at Hobbsq. Uh I did want to share too. Uh once again, this is our second episode. Well, uh, it's gonna be our third by the time it comes out, but we recently partnered with um grinding company. So they are a coffee company, grinding coffee company. They are a black owned, uh, black owned LGBTQ uh, company that uh, does their own roasting and production of coffee. And they actually are uh, grinders for gamers in some ways. So they are sponsoring a lot of gamers. And the Goblin Lore podcast was submitted for that after I had tried their coffee and went and read their mission statement. So you can actually go to our Twitter page at Goblin Lore Pod. And there's a link there for an affiliate link that gets you a discount of uh, 13% off I believe, on your coffee purchases. It's been free shipping. I so far I've had Mexican chocolate, which I'm going to actually be turning into cold brew. And I'm steeping some of it in heavy cream to make a coffee-flavored ice cream. Um, and it is fantastic. And then uh, we also ordered their... Right now we ordered... They have a... Uh, mix so a blend that is an african blend that we ordered so i just wanted to yeah throw them in i'm gonna actually record something at some point that goes into our outro but i just wanted to give them another shout out all right and then that leaves me um alex newman found on twitter at mel underscore chronicler and i don't have anything else really um i've been playing a lot of world classic that's my life right now record this podcast i go to work <laughs> and i play well and it's not bad it's not bad. <laughs> it's not bad. Um, all right. So that's uh let's get into the story. So Karn is um well he's he's a character with a lot of story. 
he, he's been around a long time, like like literally. And I I think I just I just happened to be on the wiki page. I oh yeah yeah here we go. I even I, I pitched this episode after I was reading on wiki page. I think I was looking. I was just kind of reading about Urza how terrible he is, and I just ended up on Karn's page. Um, I mean, to be fair, you could have started anywhere on Wikipedia and probably gotten yeah. to Karn, I mean, gotten to Urza's bad, and then... Oh, yeah. yeah. And then got to Karn. But so, what I found was, when reading through his history, like, there were two specific instances in the Wikipedia that described Karn as falling into depression. Um, there's a lot of story with him, but I thought that was a really interesting, like, the that we have a character specifically talking about them being depressed. Cause it's the thing is a lot of times in the story because there's, you know, fighting and stuff and magic. That's just kind of how the game works. We don't always have time to kind of see those character moments. And so we don't always see a lot of this mental health stuff. And like that's a big topic we love to talk about. And we found some good cases, like when we talked about Nissa and burnout and things. And so there are definitely parallels that we found, but, this is one that was straight up specifically called out. And so I thought, hey, this is a great, let's just talk about that. So Karn has a ton of stories. I, I do want to give a, a quick breakdown kind of of his of the stories that he's been involved in and what he's had going on. I'm going to try to keep this quick and high level. There's a lot of it. So we kind of get into the more relevant bits, these, these two instances, and kind of talk about his I depression mean- and depression in general. Yes, because we're seeing Karn literally, for people who maybe are newer to the game, you're going to know Karn as a planeswalker, and as, mm-hmm. if you don't know a lot of the story, you're going to know him as somebody with pretty powerful cards. Even if you start looking back to the modern kind of era, you're going to be seeing Karn as this powerful being and a planeswalker. Karn has not always been that. Karn has been around, actually, in the storyline for a very long time. Mm-hmm. in very different roles and i think that's why this is such an interesting one to be looking at yep so karn i'll just let's start right at the beginning he was created by urza um as an attempt to use time travel to stop the phyrexians excuse me um, this plan did not go well that's that is a whole other thing i think we've mentioned it here and there i know we talked about it in the sci-fi episode that there was literally a time travel plot that urza came up with it wasn't great. But so what ended up happening is Urza, who is terrible, he didn't really know what to do with Karn after this plot failed, or after his whole time travel idea failed. So Karn just kind of stayed at the academy. So then after, you know, eventually Urza found other things he didn't know what to do with, and he ended up putting those together as the legacy, um, and Karn became its keeper. That's, we've talked about the legacy here and there. That's a thing that eventually Gerard used to help um, defeat Yogmoth and end the invasion. Karn was a big part of that, along with the rest of the legacy. And there's some history there with the Weatherlight going to find the legacy, dealing with you know, plane tra- hopping here and there. Um, so that's all that happened. Um, as a result, uh, at the end of the invasion, Karn gained um, a spark. A planeswalker spark. It was the same one that Urza was using, which you go far enough back in the story, Urza probably wasn't Urza's. Yeah, this is else. back in this kind of idea that we covered in the sparking episode where sparks weren't necessarily innate, mm-hmm. but like click along to things. And yeah, well, and there, yeah. that was this whole thing with, with the thrones. Like that was a spark. It was somebody else's spark that 
Urza sort of inherited, but anyway, so now Karn is a planeswalker. I want a real quick before we go back. Um, he was also given to basically Gerard's clan, uh, by Urza. Is this kind of idea to Mm -hmm. protect the bloodline? So, this was after the part where he had been kind of the yes, been made part of the legacy thing, but like this is one of those things like Gerard did not know anything about this other than Karn was kind of his protector. Um, Mm -hmm. and then he kind of gets separated for a long time from. Karn, if I remember rightly, right? Until yep. he's kind of like reunited with them as part of the Weatherlight crew. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, he, and there's, yeah, there's this like whole he's there's a, mixed in. He's kind of a, a protector, actually. It's a role that yeah. he has. Well, and, and there's a whole bunch of story that actually I think would be really interesting to talk about. We have to kind of figure out where we might go, but there there's a point where Karn being a golem made out of silver, like he's a metal being like he ends up fighting somebody and killing someone and he goes and like that's when he becomes a pacifist yeah like literally the original art for pacifism was karn mm-hmm. so like he adopted that he was basically not, and then they, yeah they, he was not going to fight again yeah like that whole thing happened way in the in the background of the sort of legacy building into you know the way before the invasion so like there's a whole bunch of background there um but then to kind of go back, you know, to keep moving forward a bit. So after he got his Planeswalker spark, he went off and created the world Argentum, which is a quick side that I think is fascinating. There's, there's, to the best of my knowledge, there's only one magic card that references the world Argentum, and that is Argentum armor, which is kind of, kind of a neat thing. Yeah. But so he created this world to be uh, mathematical perfection. There was no living creatures. Um, this is just this is kind of what he was doing, and we've we talked about that because this is where um, eventually spoiler spoiler yeah <laughs> Arditza some, becomes Mirrodin becomes Mirrodin after um, Karn sends out some drones to go observe these other worlds and and to see what's going on in Dominaria. One of them malfunctioned and and then contributed slash caused another apocalypse or two in Dominaria. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, you know, just he's following in Urza's footsteps there. So. After not intentionally, not intentionally. No, in fairness, not intentionally. But yes, so that happened. Um, He went and to try to you know make up for that, I guess to help fix it. He took that probe and it turned it into Memnarch, made Memnarch the steward of Argentum. Then he Karn left. Um, Apparently, Karn some Phyrexian oil from Karn's Phyrexian heart that was once part of someone that Urza was workplace friends with. It's a whole, <laughs> whole other thing. Um, apparently that corrupted Memnarch, and then Memnarch, you know, decided that he, he needed to be just like his creator, and so he ended up bringing living creatures to this plane to try to harvest a spark so that he could become like Karn. We've talked about Memnarch a couple of times on both of our Slobet episodes. Again, I, I don't want to get too deep at that kind of relevant to building of his story here. Um, after this, Karn went back to Dominaria to deal with the time rifts that threatened to destroy the everything because of reasons. Um, really, I'm just trying to be brief. Like, I really liked the time spiral block story. That's when this was happening. I think it was a great way for them to kind of soft reboot their whole multiverse without actually retconning things. And but Karn was a part of that because part of the time spiral storyline was basically trying to fix the aftermath of all of these various apocalypse. He had a hand in a couple of them. So he gave up his spark to help fix those. Um, and in the last moment, he realized something was going on back in Mirrodin. 
So he went back there as it was being converted by the Phyrexians, uh, the new Phyrexians. Then without the protection of his spark, he started to be incorporated, perfected, assimilated into the Phyrexians. Eventually, Venser, who was a, um, a friend that Karn made during the Time Spiral block, Venser um, gave up his gave his spark to Karn to help free Karn of the corruption. Karn went back to Dominaria to get a really big bomb that Urza just left laying around because it was Urza. <laughs> right, right. I, 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 he's he does. I mean, this is where we kind of see him. He's now he's now coming back into the story, kind of as it relates to the Gatewatch and others. Yep. Yeah, and, and that's Dominaria, but kind of yeah, and. Yep, and also that's, that's kind of where we're at, you know. And then Car ended up in in War of the Spark because just about everybody did. He helped people out because you know Carnes wants to try to make things better when he can, I guess, except for when he accidentally doesn't. But I mean, that's you know that's just about everybody. So that well, that kind of brings us up to current day. Yeah, I mean, I think it, 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 just to highlight from storyline before we kind of are moving on, we have kind of two different things going on, which is. Karn giving up his spark and in turn having somebody give up their spark to him, which I think is kind of an interesting idea for kind of how we've seen Karn. We've seen him, we're going to be talking about the explicit descriptions of depression. We also have somebody else that this now is a character who was created to basically be, in some ways, a weapon or part of it. Um, you know, has this kind of soul or this you know, this conscience about him where he, he ends up killing without meaning to uh, takes on a vow of pacifism, which he has to break again later to save friends, you know, yep. to kind of continue with this. And he's now involved with our two storylines of people giving up sparks back when kind of this was more of a transfer of spark kind of situation. Yeah. Um, and I just want to highlight that before we kind of move on to the, the, the kind of the, the two pieces of flavor text or story that you want to you want to talk about. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's a good point. And, and to keep in mind kind of who Karn is in a lot of ways. I know he's got a lot of personality and, and things, but he's he's a lot of, was it the Iron Giant like type of story? The the being created to be a weapon, as, as, as you said, who tries to become something more, tries to do more. Like he, he ends up, I, I never put that together. He ends up swearing a vow of, uh, of pacifism after, the first time when he really got engaged in a fight with someone. And yet he was created to literally go back in time and, and try to end a threat before it was a yeah. threat. Yeah. It's so like, like Terminator kind of situations. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, that's <laughs> yeah. Like I said, there's a make lot... an altar of, uh, you know, Karn, but make him the Terminator, like the oh. Godzilla type altars, but make it Terminator. But make it Terminator. But like, but make make it Terminator. Like the Terminator Two, right? Like, um, what's the, what's like the arm, what's what's the one where he's like liquid? That's Terminator Two. Terminator Two. Yeah. yeah. But like Arnold is the one who's sent back in time to be the protector at that point. I mean, I don't know why they can't just do like multiples. There, yes. there are more than one Karn, or you could just do the same Karn like three times with three different. Well, they did like eighty Terminator different Godzillas, Karn. so. <laughs> They did like nine different Godzillas, let's be honest. I mean, and we had four very slightly different arcs for Teferi in the most recent. I didn't yeah. notice any difference. I <laughs> stared at them for so long. I, I could not I, tell. 
Yeah, both those Teferis and the Magic Eye pictures from the 90s. <laughs> 90s. Welcome for that reference for some reason. Stare at them, couldn't get it. So I just. I couldn't ever get those either. Yeah. That was I don't weird. Know what that says about us. <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe. Chase is going to plot a study that's better about it. Chase, are you even aware of what that is? What? The like Magic, Magic Eye pictures? Yes. I'm okay. not. Okay. Like they have those cool. still. I don't it's like, know. It's like a weird, like, like trip that you look at on a picture. And you have to try and find the hidden picture by kind of like unfocusing your eyes, but in the, in, you never yeah. end up seeing it. Yeah, Wait, so you I'm, see I'm sorry too. I was asking that more of me not being aware if that was still a culturally relevant reference. I mean, like we don't like like us 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 cool young people don't talk about it regularly. Maybe like once a month, but like. Okay. Um, I saw it at a Barnes and Noble once. Okay, yeah, see, it was a hot phenomenon for us. That's why it was like Barnes and Noble. Chase says that it's like almost like their museums, whereas Alex and I are like, oh, (laughs) yeah, a whole book of them up front, you know, like those big books that are like five dollars for like this book of things that you'll never look at again. Yeah, that it was that. See, I was more worried that Chase was gonna be like, you know, there's research showing that people who can't see them are psychopaths. Oh, I, I, cool. But that could be a cool thesis for like my future doctorate. Nice. Mm-hmm. I'm here for it. Let's All do right. it. So that does bring us kind of up to <laughs> that brings us to knowing Karn. Anything that we missed, Chase, yes. about Karn? Um, no. And to be all honest, like I Karn has a special place in my heart as a character. So I really like listen like I was quiet for a reason. I like listening about Karn. Um because in college, I remember, like, I I had a little bit too much to drink one night, and I had my boyfriend at the time explain to me, like, the lore of magic, because I wanted to know it. And he told me everything, and, like, it, everything is connected. Like, I was like, oh, my God, everything's connected, and I realized it that <laughs> night. Um, And then the following morning, I woke up, and uh, I had uh, the original Karn art as my background on my laptop. i woke up i opened up my laptop and i was like what the fuck (laughs) it's karn (laughs) i did i don't remember doing this and my my boyfriend at the time was like yeah you were really into the story you really liked karn (laughs) so i think karn's a pretty cool person (laughs) yeah Yeah. i I think karn really is and i mean i think there's a reason that karn has been relevant for as long as he has yeah, and not just from gameplay. I mean, he's obviously his original card, as you're saying, with the art on it, is mm-hmm. you know was one of the early colorless options for EDH. Um, mm-hmm. That's the first of... colorless planeswalker. Yeah, I mean, we also have like a really cool thing to notice about too. Before the horrid War of the Spark books came out, Karn was originally the only like non like like I don't want to say meat, but like organic matter. I guess well, like mm-hmm. silver's organic, yeah. but you know what I mean. The yeah, not right. flesh, like uh, the only non-fleshy thing that could go through, like you know, the in-betweens and like planeswalk. Yeah, um, yeah. Until yeah. you know the War of the Spark book, where where Kaya was like, "Yeah, I can like teleport my cat to a different plane when I go ghost, like Danny Phantom." <laughs> um, but like, yeah, I was he, thinking he was more. Like, as, I, I'm more associated with Mowu. Mm, yeah, Mowu yeah. too. He was he he was like the original like Danny Phantom. No, he was not the original Danny Phantom. I'm getting my <laughs> wires crossed. um i i love kaya but the way that the war of the sparks book 
wrote everybody. I was like, oh no. And then I saw that. I don't know. Anyway, the point is, is that um, we, Karn, what you mean? We never saw War of the Spark book. We didn't know. We I didn't it. read it. I was tempted mm-hmm. to buy it once, but I didn't want to waste my money. But I watched the professor's video on it, and his video on it, I remember it because I was dumbfounded. He was like, oh yeah, did you know that you could also like Kaya could like transport other matter that's not that doesn't have a spark to other planes? And I was like, what? And then he did the excerpt, and the excerpt was written so casually it was said mm-hmm. in passing like oh yeah I, I practiced this once or twice with my cat once and i was like yeah. um whoa that's a very casual bomb to drop right there because originally karn it was like this big deal that he was like the only like thing yeah you know yeah. I mean, the the i've actually been picturing kaya going through more than one cat and just not telling anybody <laughs> like like when dads go to like when dads accidentally kill their kids pet fish and they go back to the pet store and buy like nine more goldfish that look yeah. exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's. I actually read the first War of the Spark book. Oh no. Uh, Do you know what I'm mean, talking about then? Where she said that? Or was maybe, that the final one? Maybe the second one. I honestly can't remember. It was. There were two. <laughs> I blocked. I blocked all of that out. All of it. Two. There was one page chapter. That's a whole other thing. That I, I don't want to. Talk about like how terrible it was because to be perfectly honest, the first one I don't think was terrible. The characters mm-hmm. weren't developed super well. Yeah, but there was some some other issues there. That is <laughs> that is something maybe we could talk about. I definitely, I think we we definitely need to talk about. Karn oh, more. I have. I'm so sorry. This is unrelated no. to Karn, but it it's 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 it needs to be said. What if we um. What if we take a moment and like we we find a way to read the first book? So Yumi Hobbs, and it'll be okay. a book club, and Ooh. we'll we'll take we'll take like a good chunk of time to read it because you know like I'm reading two books and we have life and stuff. But then we do. I know this book has been long since been out, you know, and the hype is down about it. But I think it'd be cool to have like an episode where we all like I bring my book and it's like highlighted and like sticky noted. And we go through each like bit by bit by bit and kind of like talk about like the 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 issues or the or the faults within the lore within the text. So one thing that we were gonna do before um Joe left was was a book club. Book club. For the Goblin Lore podcast. So let us know. I mean I, I would be down for trying a book club again. But but only those two books. Because <laughs> <laughs> I only want to read one. something if it's bad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's why I'm reading uh, Midnight Sun. Yeah, see, I was tempted to pick up Midnight Sun, I can admit it. I was a twihard in middle school. I went to every midnight premiere. I had hand-painted sneakers. I had a specially made t-shirt because I wasn't Team Edward or Team Jacob. I was Team Jasper. And on the <laughs> New Moon Midnight release, um, the radio was doing like calls from fans, and I was on the radio in my hometown. So um, I could go on, but I was really into Twilight. Yeah, uh, that is the thing. I did not read those, but there's no, I have no issues with people who enjoy things. Like it's that's a good thing that someone enjoys something. <gasps> we could be Twilight and compare it to um, the lore within the Gate Watch. We could Whoa. do it. I could find. I could. It. I could find parallels. You, you trust guys did Scooby Doo previously, so I'm. I'm sure I did a could. great job with that Scooby Doo parallel. Yes, it was mm, Chef's Kiss. Okay, step one: A Johnny is Jacob Black because Jacob can turn into a werewolf, and a Johnny is a giant cat. <gasps> oh my God! Edward is Jace because Jace Edward can read people's minds, and Jace can read people's minds. 
<laughs> oh my god oh my god it's happening i actually made the parallel that's the theme song of twilight <laughs> i made the best parallel oh my god uh, i gotta check that is out definitely olivia not even just as a planeswalker we gotta have background characters we do have to have background characters all right um okay um gideon is bella's dad no, Gideon is Carlisle because he's righteous and a good dude. That's um, right. The dad we'll have we'll have at the gate to watch. Yeah. Alice, Alice is gonna be Nissa because you know they're they're very like 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 soft but also very strong. You know, kind of quiet. Um, Chandra, I'm gonna say is Rosalie because Rosalie is and again, fiery, just... well, she's she's like a she's a she's a you know like she's a badass. You know, like she's yeah. like she's like she's like spiteful but also cool. Um, other members of the Gatewatch that I'm forgetting. Um, I think that's the Gatewatch, like like the main like four. Um, this is why we have this is why we have Chase on because yeah yeah I don't Legit. even know who oh my... we're talking about on this episode. God. Do 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 do. I actually love the soundtrack from the first. Episode. Anyway, let's get back to Karn. Let's get back to Karn. So paralyzed. I think everything's connected. <laughs> Card was depressed. Actually depressed. Yes. Every, everything's two degrees of separation from Twilight. We'll see. We'll see how we link this up. Like who's Urza in Twilight? Who's the most terrible person in Twilight? Um, Urza in Twilight. I okay. So Urza is an asshole. He's very self-centered. He he wants what he wants. He doesn't care who dies. I would say Urza is Arrow from the Volturi. I would say because, he has to be one of the Volturi. Yeah, Arrow from yeah. the Volturi. If you, if you didn't know, Arrow is like he he. It's the Volturi is like the government. I'm using like quotes, and they're the government of Twilight, and um, essentially like they dictate what's right or wrong. But they eat people, and the Cullens are vegetarians. But we'll get into that later. Um, but essentially Arrow like collects vampires who have special abilities, like literally superpowers. Um, and he will kill entire covens and and massacre people just to get them. And well, so he wanted, also, he wanted to keep things to the benefit of the vampires. Yeah, he's like, oh, it's to the benefit of you that I'm collecting you. Literally, is my private collection of strong superpower badasses. He collected yeah. Dakota Fanning. He collected, uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know, but like the point is, is like I would say that Urza is that yeah. like power seeking jerk, and mm. he would be Aro from Twilight. Urza literally had a genealogy project where he was like trying to breed a per- perfect person for as part there of the project. So yeah, no, it that's sounds Aro. perfect. That's Aro okay. from Twilight to a T. Okay, I cool. could write. And now we're back. Wait, now we're back to Urza. We're full circle. We're back, back to Urza. <laughs> so, which brings us back to Karn. So, Karn is Bella's truck. Go back in time. So maybe it's no, a new book. The, the truck is very important. So the truck is very oh, important. Yeah. The truck okay. is old and loud and clunky, but she likes it because it's hers and it's a clunky car. And she it's not like a character or anything. It's not like but not like not her. like a Herbie, but like it protects her. Yeah. Um so yes. Okay. That it's is that is in this TED talk. I will <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm done staring us off okay. a topic. I promise this was so good. Oh, it was it was good. Perfect. The comparisons it's, are just too weak. Why we we love having you on. It's 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 always a great conversation. But so, talking about Karn <laughs> uh, and Urza. So when Karn was at the academy, mm-hmm. this is going way back to at, like 
the very beginning of, of his life. Like when he was created to go back in time, <clears throat> he was at the academy with Urza that Urza founded to kind of like study magic and teach students and things. Well, so Karn became good friends with Joyra. Um, eventually she left to, to go work on the manor rig. Um, at that point, Karn was no longer part of Urza's plans. His friend was gone and he became depressed. Um, he was also like, for a while I know, Teferi was making fun of him, but at that point I think Teferi had left, so I don't think that was a part of it. Um, but so Baron, who was the, the head of the academy, showed concern for Karn's mental health, and he pleaded with Urza to do something. And so Urza, his grand solution was to put a cap on Karn's memories so that he could re- never, so he couldn't remember more than twenty years. Right, <laughs> because that's, that's the solution. Urza is terrible. So You're well. Arrow. And then um, I want to I want to read this quote straight. Like this is from the wiki, and I'm I'm guessing this was from a, a reference. But said there was only one thing that Karn never wished to forget, and every night he would hold a picture of Joyra and repeat the mantra, "Joyra is my friend." Oh, also she's the one who gave him his name, because apparently Urza couldn't be bothered. the The name Karn was was a uh, was an Ulthron name, and I can't remember what it was but I'm, enjoy your I'm it. slowly going into a bad mood because every time I get reminded of Urza I'm like oh yeah ha, ha, Urza and then everybody like tells me how horrible he was they remind me and then I'm like oh, yeah. yeah 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 it's <laughs> so so I want to highlight real here quick while we're here especially because we're going to get into this with depression um but this idea that like almost the solution is to kind of cap his memory and he's having to repeat this kind of sad mantra to remind himself that he has a friend just like every night is the only way that he can kind of keep this going because he's been robbed in some ways of of his memory so you said that the so the second instance that we have is is much later after the invasion and and karm has created our gentleman yep um this was after this was when he was he was sending out the the probes to check in on these other worlds and he checked in on dominaria um and here's another quote that i want to read looking out upon the worlds he found nothing but greed and death blind as he was to the beauty of the worlds he found once again karn fell into depression and stagnated upon his plane um eventually he met corona who there's a weird story there, but like that kind of, I think, helped pull him out of his depression to some degree because he started to realize what was going on and that gave him something to do to go deal with the Marari and bring it back and try to help repair those of the, the damage that was done from this thing that he sent out. But that was just this other instance, and especially this quote where it said, you know, he saw nothing but greed and death, blind as he was to the beauty of the worlds he found. So it's not that there wasn't beauty, it's that he was not seeing it, because mm-hmm. like, that's not what he was looking for. This is after the invasion. This is after he sees just kind of how terrible people can be, because like, Yagmoth was a person at some point, and then he became mm-hmm. whatever he became. The books, it's, it's weird, this cloud of death sort of thing, but and, and like he built what Yagmoth built into, and just during this massive war, and Khan stops that but then he leaves and i think this is and especially now during this whole point he is just watching everything through this filter 
of of the death and destruction. This is after he had to break his his vow of pacifism, I believe. It's it's just like so this idea that you know he's depressed and he's not seeing. He, he's only he's only seeing a piece of the picture, and I think that was helped to kind of fuel that depression. I mean, I like this idea of the stagnated upon his plane because that is a lot of what depression can feel like. It it is a stagnation. Um, you know, I've I've worked with people that you talk about this idea that you know what he has to do when he leaves. Uh, kind of, he had some responsibility, something to do. Is kind of this idea of behavioral activation. He actually started at doing something again because you can become so stagnant and it just reinforces the depression. Um, yes, depression sucks. I mean, we're, we're just going to be talking about this for the rest of the time. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, depression is known for people that have this experience. And so it may not, it, it's, it's somewhat comforting to kind of get stuck in because you can know that what it is, you know what it feels like. Um, making change is something that's scary. Making change is something that can make you feel even worse. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. this image of, of Karn here, and then, as you said, this being blind to the fact of the beauty that may have been around him. You know, Alex, when we did the cognitive distortions episode, one of the ones we talked about was kind of the, those filters. It's like the opposite of rose-colored glasses, but it's that idea that, you know, you drop just yeah. a single drop or two of ink into a glass. And the entire glass gets colored. Um, and we mm. talked a little in that, in one of those episodes about, you know, there is research studies that, that show that people with depression are actually, you know, uh, they, they respond quicker to words related to depression or words related to negative things. Um, and when, when it comes to like a task where you have to identify things are slower to identify the positive emotions or the beauty. That's actually a cognitive thing that happens. And so I think that that is just a great, this is, you know, talking about it with Urza, this is a great representation of that, that phenomenon. So another point I kind of wanted to make is in, in regards to the stagnation, I really like that. Um, I have to agree with Hobbes that I really like that um, description. Oftentimes when, uh, you know, working with individuals or even just trying to find a way to describe to, you know, the, everyday individual what depression feels like i think stagnation is a good way to um explain that i also like to kind of describe it as feeling like you're in quicksand you know you're you're, it's kind of like if it's i like to describe it sort of like at first trudging through mud so you're moving um but then it feels like you have like weights around your ankles and it gets harder to move through the mud and it gets slower and you get slower and you get slower you're still moving it's taken a lot more effort just to kind of, you know, get to where you're going. Um, and I think that's a kind of really good way to kind of describe that sort of feeling. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like that. Yeah. Cause and that can f- kind of feel on itself because it's taking so much effort to move such a small amount and that it makes it feel like, well, is it even worth moving? And that's our show for today. You can find the hosts on Twitter. HobbsQ can be found at HobbsQ. And Alex Newman can be found at Mel underscore Chronicler. Send any questions, comments, thoughts, hopes, and dreams to at GoblinLorePod on Twitter or email us at GoblinLorePodcast at gmail.com. If you want to support your friendly neighborhood gobsmoke, the cast can be found at Patreon.com slash GoblinLorePod. Opening and closing music by Vendor Gottman.
who can be found on Twitter at Vindergotten or online at vindergotten.bandcamp.com. Logo art by Steven Raphael, who can be found on Twitter at Steve Raphael. Goblin Lore is proud to be presented by Tipsters of the Coast as part of their growing Vorthos content, as well as magic content of all kinds. Check them out on Twitter at HipstersMTG or online at HipstersOfTheCoast.com. Thank you all for listening. And remember, goblins, like snowflakes, are only dangerous in numbers. <laughs>